Hello, Monetization Nation. McKenzie Global Institute found that data-driven organizations are 23 times more likely to acquire customers, six times more likely to retain customers, and 19 times more likely to be profitable. Charles Davis is a data analytics expert and partner at Blast Analytics and Marketing, a strategic analytics consulting company. Blast solves clients' data challenges to help optimize marketing campaigns, improve customer experience, increase competitive advantage, and ultimately evolve organizations. Blast has been named one of Inc.'s magazine's 5,000 fastest growing private companies. Kabula reported that insight-driven businesses are growing at an average of 30% each year. By 2021, they're predicted to take $1.8 trillion annually from their less informed industry competitors. In this episode, Charles shares strategies to use data analytics to help make data-driven decisions that drive growth. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. Professionally, I started um, actually in college. My wife and I uh, started a meal preparation business. So I was going to school um, for biology and computer science. Um, my wife had this awesome idea. We started this business. Um, so when I actually when I graduated, we actually um, just focused on that business um, for about five or six years. So even though I had a, a background in technology, um, you know, we had we had kind of carved out this little uh, business that we were running, and we grew that to um, you know probably I think we had about 20, 25 locations at one point. Um, Wow. And at the time, I, w- uh, I was a client of Blast, where I am now. So um, I, we were, I was working with them to do all of, our, um, all of our digital initiatives. So this would have been in the, the early 2000s, um, so probably from about 2001 to, to 2007. And, um, you know, we, everything was online, everybody, you know, all of our orders came in online, even though we had locations where people came and um, assembled meals and took them home and everything. Um, so we built out this, you know, custom uh, platform based digital platform, basically, and we did digital advertising, and you know, we were looking at our analytics and all of that. Um, and so when I, when I sold that business and was looking for um, a next opportunity. Um, I had uh, I had worked closely with Caden Kelly, who's the CEO and founder of, of Blast Analytics. Um, and you know, over the course of about six months or so, we had had discussions about me possibly joining. And um, you know, so ultimately, we 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 both kind of took a risk and and did that. Um, and um, so since then, you know, Blast has, has pivoted some, somewhat. We used to be more of design development. And then um, shortly after I joined and um, uh, the third partner, his name is Joe Christopher. Um, he joined about six months before I did. Um, we started focusing more on um, analytics and, and true consulting as opposed to kind of the design and development side of the d- digital world um, and have grown, you know, blast from, from that point, uh, you know, relatively successfully, hopefully. 
um, you know, we, we at least know that uh, we have an opportunity to provide a great place to work to um, just about 65 teammates across the, the country and the world now. So, um, you know, we're, we're most excited about that. And uh, so, so, yeah, that's, that's a, a quick rundown on my background. Sounds great. And you guys are certified solution partners with, with a lot of the leading analytics technologies. And your focus is, is marketing using analytics as, as a core component. Is it, am I saying that right? How would you yeah, say for sh- Yeah, for sure. I mean, we grew up kind of in, we, we, we still have a core competency and we grew up in the digital world, right? We grew up, mm-hmm. you know, grew up from that digital analytics perspective, which is all about marketing measurement, um, measuring that digital marketing, um, and, and now we do, you know, beyond that as well, offline marketing. Um, we even do things that are outside of marketing in terms of um, data and analytics perspective. Um, but that's, but that's still the vast majority of what we do is helping our clients uh, improve their marketing performance um, and also um, optimize the customer experience. So, you know, when you visit a website and you experience, you know, you're, you're searching for things and, uh, trying to accomplish your objectives, you know, our, our goal is to help um, our clients have that experience be the best it possibly can be. Um, and not just on the website, but then, you know, if you're going to go in store or um, call up a sales rep or something like that, um, that our customers can, uh, you know, understand how to best serve that customer. Okay. So with that said, before we dive in analytics, I want to talk to you about that digital analytics association that you just brought up that you and John serve on. Um, I'm one of the chapters in this book talks about credibility marketing. And one of the sections that I was working today on, um, in that book is, is about the power of associations and trade shows. And, and going through all of the different reasons that those can help you build your credibility. Um, you want to talk a little bit about how participating with that particular, or with associations that you've participated in, how have they helped you to build your credibility within your niche? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, analytics in general, I would say, and then digital analytics, um, even more so, uh, one of the areas where I think we struggle as an industry is we don't have a true codified, you know, industry-wide um, type of certification that just, you know, everybody, you know, knows that, oh, if you have this, then you're qualified to, to do this job. It's not like a lawyer passing the bar exam or a doctor, right, getting a medical degree. Um and so it's a little bit, uh, ironically, it's ironic because it's a little bit more art than science in terms of establishing, you know, uh, you know, credibility and really building up that, that credibility within, um, within the industry. Um, but I think, you know, for, for me, what, what has been, I think, the two biggest factors is, um, one, you know, serving as part of the Digital Analytics Association. So I, I, you know, I just recently joined the board of directors, but I've been um, a member and kind of volunteered on different initiatives as well as um, helped lead the the local Bay Area chapter um, for seven or eight years now. I, I'm not exactly sure. Um, and just that uh, this that opportunity to serve and try to help the industry um, move forward through you know, educational events and, and other initiatives um, 
that, that I've helped served on, helped serve on, um, you know, builds that credibility as you just have an opportunity to work with your peers, right, um, and from different, different companies. Um, and then I think the other aspect of um, credibility just comes from, you know, somewhat just from longevity and, and going to going to conferences and events, which, you know, unfortunately in the, in the COVID world that we have now, you know, has all gone online, but it's been really the, the fun part about having some, some online conferences that I've attended is, uh, you know, I get to see, you do get to see people's faces sometimes and it's like, oh yes, I haven't seen you in so long, but I, you know, I know I've seen you every year at the last, you know, at Adobe Summit, for instance, or, um, you know, uh, other, you know, DA Hub or other conferences that are in our industry. Um, and, you know, just those opportunities, opportunities to um, share knowledge. I presented at different conferences as well. Um, gives you that, gives you that opportunity to build up that, that credibility. And one of the great things about, you know, our industry is it is a very supportive industry. Um, there's a lot, you know, there's, um, we have, uh, it's called Measure Slack. So it's run by um, a guy named Lee Isensi in our, our industry. And he um, set up this Slack channel that's all about our industry. Um, and it's really cool because, you know, people can participate and ask questions and they'll get 10 other people, you know, answering those questions. Um, so it's things like that, the, the sharing of knowledge, the participating in the community. Um, that I think ultimately builds up that credibility. And I think that's available in any, any industry, right? Um, I mean, I've been in this industry for a while, so I don't have as much familiarity with other ones. Um, but almost every industry has some kind of community um, associated with it. And if you, uh, if you go into that community looking to serve and help others, then um, you know, you'll, you'll gain a good reputation and it'll um, you know, give you an opportunity to, uh, to continue to grow and progress in your career. Okay, let's let's dive into analytics a little bit. So, sure. Um, one of the one of the businesses that I worked for um, was run by Clark Gilbert, um, who's now the president of BYU Pathways, and oh, cool. and I, I was doing work for him at Deseret Digital Media. And one of his core strategies was um, data driven decisions. Um, he taught me that it it doesn't matter what my opinion is or somebody else's opinion is. Test them both. And let's find out what actually works and let's make our decisions based upon the data. And that was such an enlightening perspective that, that kind of changed my, my perspective on business. Uh, that get great data and make great decisions based on data and you look really smart, but you're just, <laughs> you're just finding out what's working and you're doing more of it. Um, do you want to talk to me a little bit more about why it's so important to make, to, to, to have to have a good knowledge of the data and then being able to make good data-driven decisions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the thing, one of the phrases you used there is, is a phrase that we talk about a lot and that is helping our clients um, do more of what works and less of what doesn't. Right. Um, and, and yeah, ultimately that comes um, from the data. I actually happen to believe also believe in, in intuition. I think, you know, a good business person, a good human, you know, we have good intuition for the most part. Um, it's, it's in the details where we can um, really use data to um, drive that intuition forward and make sure that, that, that our business decisions that we're making 
are as informed as they can be um, and um, you know are are as you said data driven um, and so I, I worry sometimes that people think oh making data 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 driven decisions means that um, you know we're we're not using our business sense we're not using our our intuition we always are right but making good data-driven decisions means you're making that decision with all of the right information that you need in order to make the best decision that you can. Because um, our intuition doesn't, doesn't work if we have bad data to, to make that decision off of. Um, and so that's where I think, you know, when we, when we look at, um, you know, how do we become a, um, a more data-driven company or how do we change our culture? Um, you know, we work with our clients um, a lot in those kinds of areas. Um, you know, we, we, we work with that mindset of, you know, having the right data so that we can have the right context so that we can make the right business decisions. Um, and in terms of like, you know, just, establishing kind of a um, you know a, a, a philosophy around that as a, as a company you know like I said we, we use that phrase that, that you used right which is um, do more of what works and do less of what doesn't and um, but identifying what those two things are um, takes you know takes uh, takes testing yeah. and uh, having a hypothesis and having data to, to drive that hypothesis and, and see what's working and what isn't. Yeah. Okay. So for an entrepreneur, um, tell me what you think are the most, what are the most important pieces of data uh, that you think he or she needs and what are the most important software tools that, that they should be using to gather that data? Um, that's a great question. So I think there are, we, there are two types of data that we talk about within, um, you know, within our world, right? And so as an entrepreneur, I think it's important that you understand what those two types of data are and how you can use those types of data to, um, to really learn about your customer, learn about your business. Um, so oftentimes when we talk about data, we too often only think of what we would call um, quantifiable data, right? Um, that, that would be like, how many visitors do I have to my website? How many, how many sales do I have? You know, what, how many sales of each product did I have? Right. Um, and what's often, what's often missing with that is the qualitative side, right? Like, well, why were those people coming to our website? Why did they purchase, you know, things? Um, and, so if I had, you know, advice to um, an entrepreneur, it would be, you know, understand what the difference is between, um, you know, quant quantitative data and qualitative data and collect both. You don't have to, you don't, you know, in, in, um, in, quant in a quantitative perspective, oftentimes if you're in a small business situation or even a medium sized business situation, sometimes you don't have enough quantitative data to, to really make good decisions, right? You just have too small of a sample size if you're a relatively small business. Um, but you, you know, on, the, on the qualitative side, you know, if you're getting, you know, uh, if you're collecting a survey, survey data, for instance, from even you know, 5% of your, of your customer base um, and, and looking at that in a meaningful way, 
you can find nuggets that will that you will just never think of, right? Because we also talk about um, having the curse of knowledge as entrepreneurs, right? We know our business really well, and we we know how everything works. Um, and then somebody, but we and so we don't we get blind spots when somebody from the outside comes in and is using our product or our service, and they're like. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know how to take, go from step A to step B. Right. And, and we're thinking it's obvious to go from step A to step B. Um, and that's where, you know, like, um, you know, one of our, one of our clients that, that we've worked with, we, you know, we were doing a quantitative test, right. They had enough traffic that we're doing it um, basically kind of like an AB test, right. On a, on a page that's part of a workflow. Um, and we, you know, we see, you know, in this case, we saw, you know, results that we, we weren't necessarily expecting, right? Because when we go into a test, we have a hypothesis, we think, um, you know, we're testing this for a reason, and we think this is what's going to happen. Um, and in the, in the case that I'm talking about, you know, we, we weren't, we got, a, we got results that we didn't expect, right? Um, but luckily, we also had, um, you know, qualitative data that we were laying on top of that test and we were surveying a small percentage of those customers. Um, and what we found was, you know, there was a set of customers that were coming to these pages that had a completely different purpose for being there than, than what we were thinking when we were building the test, right? We didn't realize that there were customers coming to this sec area of the, the, their website in this case with with that intent right and we never would have known that if we just ran the a b test right we would have just sort of said oh this this one won we don't really know why but this one won um but by having that qualitative data to to layer on top um it we we learned something right and that's ultimately what the data is there to do it's to help us learn and grow and be better and so um you know if uh, as an entrepreneur you can understand that difference between qualitative and quantitative and incorporate both and look at both as um, inputs to your learning. I think that's my, my probably uh, best advice. So going back to analytics, if, if I'm an entrepreneur, I've got a small business and I don't have all the money in the world to buy all the high-end analytics tools. Mm -hmm. What are the, what are the most important analytics tools that, that I should be using? And what is, what are the most important pieces of data that I should be looking to from those analytics tools? Sure. So, from a digital perspective, um, you know, there's we're we're fortunate that um, you know the the digital uh, analytics world is is actually you know pretty um, pretty powerful in the realm of free tools, right? Um, so, you know, Google provides Google Analytics standard, which is free to to customers. Um, they up have to a, a usage level. Yeah, up to a certain up to a certain amount of traffic, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a small business, um, you know. So that's I think that's ubiquitous amongst you know amongst websites, right? Like you know probably ninety plus percent of the websites in the world are using Google Analytics because it's free, and there's so many small websites out there. Um, so that's probably very well known. But I think what's less well known is Google also has you know a uh, a free data visualization tool that's fairly fairly easy to use. It's you know it's pretty simple called the Google Data Studio um, that you could use that you can pull even just spreadsheet data in, right? So if you're a, a company who has um, you know you're running off QuickBooks and you know you've got your customer data stored 
you know, in a, in a custom database, right. From some, let's say you're a, uh, you're a lawyer, right. And you, you use some kind of, uh, law practice management software, right? And they may not have like a great uh, reporting functionality within it or analysis tool within it, um, but you can export that data into a spreadsheet, right? Well, you can use Google Data Studio to, um, you know, even, even a, a relative novice can use that um, tool to uh, connect uh, a visualization tool um, to a spreadsheet and now start analyzing, actually see, you know, visualize your year over year trends um, to understand, uh, you know, how your business is performing um, and, or, and or even say, I'm going to start segmenting my tool, my, my customers, right? Um, so in terms of, you know, tools to use, I would say, you know, the Google tools. And then we talked earlier about um, from a website perspective, being able to get some qualitative data. Um, there are some relatively inexpensive tools like, you know, Session Cam and Hotjar that you can put on your site that will allow you to ask, you know, you know kind of survey your customers um, and, you know, get more qualitative data. Um, so I think those are probably, you know, some of the more, uh, you know, small business entrepreneurial, um, you know, targeted tools. And then from a, like, what should you be measuring? You know, obviously that's a, that's a, a impossible question to answer for everybody. So I'm going to take it a even a little bit more like um, uh, theoretical than, than practical maybe, but um, you should always be segmenting your, your data, right? And segmenting specifically your, your customer base, right? Because you know, I, I don't know of any, any company where, you know, every com customer that comes in to your door, in through your doors, um, you know, it, it has the same needs and is the same type of customer, right? Um, so uh, if, if a, as an entrepreneur, you can understand, you know, who are your best customers and, and what are they doing right and and how often are they repurchasing from you and things like that um, who are kind of your average customers and what's their behavior like and then who are your customers that you know they just came in that one time on a random basis and uh, they're probably never going to come back again right just understanding that type of question being able to segment your your customers into like your best customers your average customers and your worst customers well, now you've opened up yourself to have an opportunity to say, okay, well, I know, I, you know, I intuitively know how I want to treat my best customers. I intuitively know how I want to treat my average customers. And I know I just want to ignore my worst customers, right? Because they're just going to show up and do what they do. And then they're going to leave. And I don't have to, you know, I don't have to spend money trying to get them to come back because, you know, they're just, you know, that's the type of customer they are. Um, so that, that segmentation, I think, um, of your customer base is probably, you know, the most powerful thing that, um, you know, a, a business owner should be doing with their, with their data. Thank you so much, Charles, for sharing your stories and knowledge with us today. Here are some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, do more of what works and less of what doesn't work. Conduct tests to discover what actually works, then make decisions based upon the data. Number two, we can make data-driven decisions together with our intuition to help improve the success of our decisions. Number three, sharing knowledge, being involved, 
and serving within the community create opportunities to grow our careers and gain credibility. Number four, look for ways to gather quantitative and qualitative data. Number five, there are great, free, and inexpensive tools out there to gather and analyze data, such as Google Tools, SessionCam, and Hotjar. Number six, segment data specifically to a customer base. If you enjoyed this interview and want to connect with Charles or his company, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile on the blog for this episode, or you can visit blastam.com. Did you like today's episode? Then please follow these channels to receive free digital monetization content. Number one, get a free monetization assessment of your business at monetizationnation.com forward slash assessment. Number two, please subscribe to the Monetization e-magazine at monetizationnation.com forward slash e-magazine. You can also subscribe to the Monetization Nation YouTube channel or podcast, and you can follow Monetization Nation on Twitter and Instagram. When have you seen a company effectively use analytics and make data-driven decisions? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thanks for joining us for this episode. I hope you have a fabulous day. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.